many boffins died to bring you this podcast. <laughs> he told you not to do that. <laughs> Bienvenidos to episode five of Age of Apocalypse, where we talk about vaguely nerdy things mm. amongst the four of us who you will listen to audibly of our voices. And <laughs> been a minute. We're been so, a minute. We're just so overwhelmed right now with appreciation for all of the outpouring of love from the fans. So mm-hmm. many people thought that we had died. And uh, well, uh, one of us almost did. Though. Our families were really concerned about hearing all that feedback. Yeah. <laughs> guys, uh, I'm alive, guys. I'm still here. Good. You we're did. happy. We're you happy. Get rid of me. Happy and he won't die. stop letting us know that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For those that don't know, our very own Gibbs was involved in a car accident, but he emerged uh, victorious. Victorious in his battle with the road. <laughs> and I was pretty pretty optimistic. Like he came out of it with, with the battle against his. But that the, was the concussion talk. His car's uh, uh, yeah, driving I wheel. I still don't know who I am. Somehow he came out of it less handicapped than he did going into it. Somehow. <laughs> now I'm sad. So let's consider. I'm not. What? I'm happy. <laughs> I don't have a car, which is terrible. And in two minutes from now, you're gonna be like just depressingly like super sad, Guys, weeping. You won't even know why. Don't don't talk about that. So today on mm. Age of Apocalypse, which which point we go previously on Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> so you've probably heard of Gibbs, the guy who was in the accident. That's how he's gonna be forever known. Yeah. My name is Tyler. Dr. Tyler. He totally ruined that other guy's day. Well, Dr. Tyler Mc, McFly. McFly. That McFly. works. McFly. There you go. McFly. McFly. Okay. Oh, okay. Hey, I'm what's a... you? I am Apollo, a.k.a. Childish Landino, which oh. is a uh, reference to a certain Lando Calrissian, but yeah. we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah, Spoiler alert. Preview alert. <laughs> and... I Puerto, am Puerto Rican alert. <laughs> Not that we have any Puerto Ricans here. I am Abdel Antonio, the Puerto Rican Tootsie Roll. Mm. Well, I'm Charles, the Immortalitus Gibson. Ooh. Or Gibbs. That's light. Are we, doing, are we doing full names, though? <laughs> yeah, I just I thought, went there. So. I said Abdel Antonio. So. Yeah. I, was that That's like your last Greek? name? Immortalitus? <laughs> That's my real name. Are we so, speaking other languages now? So, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't, I didn't let you know we're doing Latin now. So, okay, I like so it. So pick up the game. Immortalitist? Immortalitis. Oh. There's no T at the end of... Come on, learn your Latin. Man. That's what I was wondering. Haven't you ever read a dollar bill? Um, yeah, yeah. I heard they're going to change one of the bills or something, right? <laughs> so today, what we're going to talk about is... We're going to talk about movies... At what what whimsical thoughts have been passing through Gibbs' mind about movies? I'm excited. We're gonna talk about a new movie, an old movie, bit of a dumb movie. I don't know, that, maybe that could <laughs> yeah. be a quote. Nope. Nope. None of nope. those. Oh my god. Then we're okay. gonna talk about a new video game system that I've like literally just heard of, like five <laughs> minutes ago, when Abdiel was like. Hey, I'm going to talk about this thing. And I'm like, I didn't know that was a thing. What, the PC? I know, it's crazy. I can't live. That just shows how not connected you are to the outside world. (laughs) I've been working on this project, and it's been... You people people that read comic books, you guys don't know anything about the world. You're right, because I've been reading so many comic books. (laughs) (laughs) Apollo! Yes! Anton Apollo! Oh, no! (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) <laughs> Star Wars is going to be a thing we talk about. It will be. Oh, for a change. And based on how we only, you know, record these podcasts every three months now, we we might have to cover uh, a variety Rogue One of right now. Before yeah, we might as well give it a review. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> so it was great, guys. Really enjoyed it. Vader was awesome. We're coming. We're, we're going back to one every two weeks, and that's not a promise. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to give you guys a podcast every day. Don't hold us to it. But <laughs> that's, okay. that's so amazing, All guys. Right. Everything is just great. Yes. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Mm-hmm. Everything is awesome. So when you're living the dream. 
Okay, well, he picked I don't, up. I was going to say something about ice cream. I, I didn't like that Lego movie as much as everybody else. What? I'm sorry. Get out. Okay, just go, go on, movies. Let's do movies. Let's talk about movies. Uh, immediately talk about Lego movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to movies, where we're going to talk about Lego movies from now on. So there's a Batman Lego. No, I'm kidding. Okay. So, um, Ninjago, the Lego movie. <laughs> Bionicle, the Lego movie. <laughs> yeah, thank you for remembering that. Okay, so movies, we have, as we said, it's 2.0. We have a redo. Movies have three sections. First, we're going to go over double wide. Mm. Second is the Oregon Trail, and third is Discovery. Now, on each of these things, we're going to have three ratings. Um, intriguing, if it's an intriguing trailer, you're mildly interested. Exciting, if you're excited for it, if you're like really looking forward to it. Good trailer, got you ready for it. Mm -hmm. Or if it was boring. Okay. Gotcha. Mm. So, for each of the trailers, mm. we're going to skip over them real quick. What was quick. the first one? Intriguing. Okay, and the second one? Exciting. And what about the third one? <laughs> Boring. Think of it like this. Got it. You got one thumbs up, two thumbs up, one thumb down. That's the three rating system. Why Pretty not simple. one thumb down, then no, no, one no. thumb what? up? This is my system. It's perfect. Okay. I've done it. Mathematically, it's perfect. Okay. What about a thumb sideways? <laughs> you can go sideways if you want, if you if you roll that way. Okay, okay. here's our trailers. Go. Arrival. Amy, Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner star as spacecrafts touch down across the globe. A team is made and led by Amy Adams as a linguist to investigate. So you guys saw the trailer. Uh, what do you say? I say I give it in intriguing. One thumb up. Tyler? Mm. Uh, as a trailer, I'm intrigued, but just the, also the, considering the concept of it. Like, the movie itself I'm excited for, but the trailer is like, you don't know what to think about it. You don't know how to judge the movie based on the trailer. It's just, it's that, it's that unusual so trailers are an art form so would you say that the trailer itself was intriguing exciting or boring intriguing okay Pump. so i kind of am in the same boat as uh tyler with Don't this rock trailer. The boat. i won't rock it um i thought the trailer itself was intriguing not exciting but intriguing but I have heard great things about the movie. The reviews have been phenomenal. So I'm looking forward to the movie. The movie excites me. Trailer <laughs> was intriguing. Right. I have to agree 100% with what Apollo said. Uh, I don't want to... I, I, I don't want to... Go the easy way out. But yeah, I, th I think the, the trailer was intriguing, definitely. Not a crazy exciting. <clears throat> Like, for example, just to compare this to another trailer that I really like, Interstellar's trailer, when I saw it, for me, it was really exciting. Mm, right. Good comparison. E even even from the very beginning with the teaser. Even the, the teaser. Even yeah. the teaser. I oh was just goodness. immediately excited because of the potential. This one, you know, I was intrigued, but the trailer didn't sold me completely. I, That's it. I still want to go see it in theater, so I'm intrigued. I am intrigued. So it's it's good to see trailers as their own art form because they are they're they're made specifically to get you interested in the story. Okay, the second one we're going over is The Promise, starring Oscar Isaac and Christian Bale, set during mm. the last days of the Ottoman Empire, a historical drama with a love story premise. Its background is an important role of history that hasn't been explored much in film because it's about the Ottoman Empire, the Armenian genocide. But this trailer, I have to say, is two thumbs up. I'd say it got me excited for it. Uh, it. It kind of has a love backdrop. Um, I'd say it's actually better than the Rogue One trailer, which was number one for the year for me, but I, I think that's my favorite trailer of the year. Wow. It has mm. its, it's very kind of emotional, interesting. It has a, like a historic and adventure-style backdrop. So I'd say exciting. Tyler, what do you think? I know I'd like, I said something extra in the last one where I was like, the movie was an exciting concept to me, but the, the trailer was you know just intriguing. With this one... Because of the feel of the trailer, it's an it's a movie that it's a trailer that makes you excited for the movie. Mm -hmm. But just just well, from what I've heard about, just from the hearing about the idea of the movie, I'm just intrigued by it. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know anything about the movie or or even specifically the the situation of the movie. Like yeah. you know, to, that 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 makes me just super drawn to that movie. Just but the but the trailer was like wow, really cool. Yeah, you know. So yeah, it's good to explore something mm -hmm. that hasn't been done before. Yeah. Quick, quick side note: Who's the girl in the movie? Who's the actress? I don't know. I haven't. I didn't. Mm, have that I can't before. remember. But 
basically what I, what I was going to go with was all the performances in the trailer looked amazing. It Oscar Isaac's going to knock it out of the ballpark. It wasn't Marion Quilliard, was it? Oh, was it? I can't remember. If it is, that's going to be amazing. I cannot remember. Because I just remember specifically something about the trailer, which is how good everybody looked. And we all know what Oscar Isaac and Christian Bale can do. Yeah. So it looks like they're they're bringing their A game. I'd say I was definitely intrigued by the trailer. So the trailer was definitely epic. Um, but it reminded me a lot of uh, the trailer for Australia, the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it was also very epic and, and intriguing, but the movie in the end ended up not being super exciting. It was more of a it was more of a personal character driven story than the epicness that they that put they on the ex- exactly. Right. This one seems like they. So might... I, like, I like the movie, but yeah. Okay, let's go to our last uh, double wide is Passengers, starring Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, Chris Pratt awakens ninety years too early on a spacecraft without any knowledge of why or how. Uh, I love the design of mm-hmm. this. I think it's interesting. It reminds me of um, the other Joseph Krasinski's films, uh, Tron Legacy and Oblivion, which I didn't get a lot of love, but I like. Oh, it he directed this. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I think that the trailer has the same problem, and maybe just the way they're marketing it as John Carter did, because John Carter was an incredible film. Anybody mm-hmm. can see it. Oh uh, yeah, it was great. It. it was an epic, fun, yeah, uh, sci-fi really movie, good. but it. And it could have gone on to be a, a trilogy, honestly. Just yeah. storytelling everything. But they marketed it very wrong. I feel like this is kind of the same thing. Um, anyway. They marketed it very well, you said? Very wrong. Oh, very, it was okay. Okay, let's see. Um, so, Krasinski, I feel like, because he doesn't he's not necessarily a big director yet, he doesn't have say of what his trailer is going to be. So I think I found it interesting. I hope the movie's good. It is coming out in December, which doesn't say a lot. Interesting, Tyler. What do you see? Um, there were nothing. There were nothing special about the trailers. So I, I would just say they were intriguing trailers. But as a movie, I'm excited because of who's in it. Yeah. And including uh, the robotic bartender. What's his face? Michael Martin. Sheen. Oh, Martin Sheen. Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. Something yes, like that. Yes. I was going to say Michael Shannon. That's definitely not no, right. No, not no. That. Michael Sheen, I think. Just need Charlie Sheen's relative or something. Probably. All the Sheens have to be related. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, um, my thoughts on it were I'm kind of, and I really like these two actors in movies, but I'm kind of over these two actors when it comes to just Chris Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence in passengers like that just doesn't get me in a seat like if i see tom cruise is coming out with a movie i'm probably gonna watch that movie just because i'm pretty sure i'm gonna like it it's our boy any tom. of the chris's though man chris pratt ah, chris hemsworth chris, or chris pine please chris Hem- <laughs> chris hemsworth only has thor oh, what's chris the other chris? Pine is the only one i'm more excited for chris pine yeah chris oh, pine will get me in a seat more than chris pratt at this point yeah. what's the captain because America guy all chris? I have to say, Evans. Evans. All I have it's to say is, Chris's. I've been rocking with Chris Pratt since Parks and Rec. Love the guy. But all I have to say is, Magnificent Seven. That dude has a lot of charisma, but that does not mean his movie's going to be good. Because in my opinion, Magnificent Seven was not all that. So, Which is sad because the original was awesome. So, yeah, I don't think Jennifer Lawrence and him <clears throat> could save this movie from being any less generic than that trailer <clears throat> made it seem. It could be a great movie. Trailer made me think it's going to be hecka generic. Oh, before like, I go on real quick. Everything we've seen before. I misspoke. Joseph Kaczynski did not direct this. It's Morton Tilden. Oh. Uh, where I was going with Joseph Ooh. Kaczynski is I feel like the trailer is doing the same thing that they did on, with Joseph Kaczynski's um, Oblivion oh. movie. Gotcha. And that uh, the trailers for Oblivion were awesome, but they gave the whole movie away. Mm. Like, if you didn't know that there were other people around, then it would have been way more interesting when they showed right. up. But they showed that in the trailer and ruined it. Yeah. I feel like this is the same thing. If you didn't know, like, that Jennifer mm. Lawrence woke up there, he's yeah. on shipping stuff, if you just went into it... Yeah. Thinking it was just Chris knowledge, Pratt? Just not Chris Pratt and just yeah. go into it, way better, way more interesting. If, Actually, if what they would've, if they would have done a, a Cloverfield uh, uh, lane... 10 Cloverfield lane. 10 Cloverfield yeah. lane, where it just, like, one trailer... Like two months before the movie came exactly. out, yeah, and you that could go have in without. No, 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 I no. have it on good authority though that in the middle of the movie, without giving anything away, uh, up until that point, <clears throat> they're gonna pull out one of the other passengers to wake them up, 
and it's gonna be Matt Damon. <laughs> and he's gonna say, "Not again!" Every movie, <laughs> from Interstellar to The Martian. Okay, our next segment is called. The I didn't, Oregon I didn't give my thoughts about the freaking. Yeah, you did. Passing. No, I, I didn't. Totally did. No, I didn't. Okay. You totally skipped me. I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't skip me anyway. You I want to hear your thoughts, oh, Adiel. Yeah. My thoughts were like, yeah, like I'm not really that excited about the movie. Yeah. Oh, I, thanks, Adiel. I thought it was boring. I'm the first one giving it a thumbs down. Oh, he's giving it a thumbs down. Thumbs huh? Yeah, down, but I also wanted to add that the the bartender, what's his face? Mm-hmm. We just saw Michael, Michael something. Sheen. Michael Sheen. He made a really good movie mm-hmm. where he's a, a soccer team manager, one of the most, maybe the most uh, famous soccer team manager in uh, Britain. In, in Britain's history. Mm. And it's really good. So, there you go. Nice. I appreciate that. Um, the next, our next part is name. Oregon Trail. Uh, this is where we're going to talk about upcoming movies to get excited about based on the premise. Uh, not necessarily trailers or anything for it, just something coming up. Uh, for this one, since we were talking about Oblivion, Joseph Kaczynski, he has an upcoming film. I'm a fan of this guy. I like his movies. I like his style. His new movie is called Granite Mountain. It's about firefighters who battled a wildfire in Arizona mountains in 2013. Um, I, I think this sounds awesome. I think it sounds mm. like a really cool, like, little hero story. Maybe very character-driven. Um, I don't know. I think anything set in the wilderness where you're fighting a fire, you've got a bunch of firefighters. That sounds like fun to me. Interesting. Mm. When's that um, coming? you got to give me more than that for me to be. I, I don't have any details. It's just premise. All right. Just and how same. about Jennifer Connelly, Taylor Kitsch, Miles Teller, Josh Brolin, mm. Jeff Bridges... Andy McDowell, and other people whose names I don't recognize. Sure. All None of the actors really popped out at me as like, oh, shoot. Josh Brolin, he's a bomb. Oh, uh, Josh Bridges. Brolin could be terrible, though, sometimes. That's like, fair. That's fair. He could he's be. kind of, he's kind of, on his good days, he's good. On his bad days, he's bad. Jeff Bridges will bring gravitas. Yeah. He will be nice and grisly. Okay, um, mm-hmm. our last one is Discovery. This is an older film that you have to watch. Just okay. for the education and visual storytelling, or just for a fun time, uh, this episode we're going to tell you to watch To Catch a Thief. It's from 1955. It stars Cary Grant and Grace Kelly. It's about a notorious burglar who's been retired on the French Riviera. But a bunch of robberies happen in the protagonist's original style, so he must clear his name. When he chases after a woman with some expensive jewelry to see who could be doing these robberies, he comes across the beautiful... Kelly, Grace Kelly. Um, it's a great film. It's super engaging. It's really intriguing. It's it's really funny in some parts too. Um, it it really doesn't get boring. It's it's paced very well. It has good characters in it. Um, it's really good from beginning to end, which I think is something hard to say about very many movies. Uh, Hitchcock took a lot of his previous films and put them in different parts of this movie. The cinematographer Robert Burke had a really big job on his hands because he used a new kind of camera. It was called the VistaVision. It was a very expensive, mm, hard-to-use right. camera at the time. Um, but it had a really he- special high-clarity process, uh, especially for the coloring afterward. Um, so this all turned out to be well worth it because it looks really good. Like, it looks like a, a very modern movie, maybe 80s, 90s movie, really well done. Wow. Beautiful movie. Um, they even won an Academy Award for cinematography for for it, so mm-hmm. I would recommend to go see it. Nice. What's the name? To Catch a Thief. To Catch a Thief. Alfred Hitchcock. Gosh, I've never, never checked that one out. It's a good one. It's pretty good. And I will watch anything with Grace Kelly. Anything. I will watch anything with Cary Grant, so. I watch most things with Cary Grant. He's, yeah. he's a great actor. Classic. Alright, that's the end of mine. Let's mm-hmm. 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 say we. Figure out some video game news with Abdiel. More we'll pauses. See. Okay. So, let's switch it up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you were waiting. Saw that coming. You were waiting. <laughs> now we're going to switch it up to video games and talk about the Nintendo Switch. Beyond! Oh, wait. Sorry. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We might get sued, but okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Nintendo just announced their new console uh, not too long ago. They post- posted the, vi- the video on, on YouTube. The tubes. 
They posted it October 20, actually. This and they posted a uh, video. Uh, it lasts, or yeah, the duration of the video is three minutes and 37 seconds, and it shows off some of the major uh, features of this new console, which is that it's a it's a hybrid between a home console and a handheld console. Mm. So that means that you got your little handheld console, your little PS Vita looking kind of console and then you can hook it up to a station that is hooked up to your computer and now you have the or video to your TV I'm sorry yeah to your TV not your computer and then you have the video game on your TV but if you need to leave you can just take that the video out from the stand that's projecting it into the TV and now you can take the console uh, on the go and you can play the same game like and you can play the same games that's pretty so cool. the pro the the idea the real the, the real uh, selling point of this console is that uh, for years for decades people have been trying to bring um, home console quality games or also known as triple A games to handhelds. Sony has been tried to did that from the very beginning from the PSP and then from f with the PS Vita they try to do it again but they never actually succeeded the the the, the handheld games for the Sony consoles. Always, always felt like a watered-down version of their home console counterparts. Yeah, and obviously, same thing with uh, Nintendo. But Nintendo always made games that were more appropriate for the handheld format. So it never really felt like watered-down versions of their of a home console game. It just felt as a game that was designed for that, so it felt appropriate. Makes sense. Uh, so Nintendo, you know, they always they've never had problems with that. But now, for the first time ever, we truly have. Triple A quality games, uh, and you know home console quality games in a handheld device. I mean that's the that's the the selling point. That's what? the potential of the console. That's what they're tr trying to tell you. That's gonna happen. How handheld is it? Is it like a tablet or is it like? A well, I'm gonna show you a uh, uh, a picture right here. Nintendo hasn't released a lot of the specs, uh -huh. but apparently Every they're saying it's gonna be like a 6.7 inch screen, touch sensitive mm -hmm. and it's about 720p resolution which is pretty not bad it's yeah. kind of like the shield in a lot of ways then too yeah exactly but it has buttons like real actually buttons you don't have to touch the screen the the, the buttons can be detached and then they are reattached to another uh little um how do you call that controller type thing yeah controller type thing that you can attach the the, the buttons and now you have like this little controller and you can oh. you can potentially the tablet, they even has like a little stand that you flip out from the back. Not a little stand, but a little like kickstand, yeah, like a kickstand. And then you can you can put it somewhere, and then you can play. You can put it on the counter or whatever, oh, and now you cool. can play over here with the little controller kind of things. And you can play mm -hmm. either even a multiplayer games on the go. They showed in the video in the trailer. They showed these people on a taxis or Uber or Uber, whatever. Uh, not giving a shout out to Uber, by the way. They're not giving us any money, so whatever. <laughs> uh, and they're like they have it hooked it up to like the the seat of the of the car and oh, then two guys are like playing over yeah. here mario kart so like they, you can even play multiplayer on the go with one of the devices which is kind of interesting mm. yeah it's a lot better than the U. <laughs> exactly so the the wii u which released uh you guys know where when the wii u released just oh, right? say any, 2010 any, any, sh any chance yeah so this is actually uh really unprecedented from nintendo because to release uh, a console so early in the what we call the, the console cycle. Was it 2012? 2012. Yeah, so... It's only five years. Only four years. Well, oh, five years when it comes out. Yeah. But they, they announced it four years in, so... That's bad. Yeah, so the reason they did it is because the Wii U only sold like about 12 million yeah. uh, units. And if you compare it to the 100 million units that the Wii sold, Damn. you know, that's a really... Because uh, people looked at the Wii, number. people looked at the Wii U like it was just a Wii extension or a, a new version of the Wii. Pack. Well, not yeah, you know exactly. a lot of people see that, but not really because if people would have seen the Wii U as an extension, if all the people that own a Wii, all those ten million people, all potentially, the people that bought the Wii Fit board, <laughs> exactly, Dang. if they would have seen, oh, this is a, a, an extension, they probably would have gone to to GameStop and be like, hey, I want that new add-on or whatever the new controller and they'll be like ah, this is actually a new console and they would have bought oh that's a new console oh even better i thought i was just gonna get one cool little feature but it's actually a whole brand new console i'm gonna get that you know that's what would have happened but i think people 
the people that, that, that had the money and that are investing in video games, they knew what the Wii U was. They just didn't like it because the, the Wii U didn't bring anything new to the table. And the, the Wii U was, you know, gamers would, would see the need for it. But when the Wii came out, the reason there were such staggering numbers is because the way it was advertised so geniusly, you had grandmas going to get Wiis. Yeah. You had families going to get... Everybody wanted That's the a thing. Wii. It wasn't it was just for gamers. To gamers. Yeah. It wasn't just yeah. for gamers. Precisely, it was yeah. for everybody. Versus the Wii U was just... More you know, for gamers. Yeah. I, I but it, like looked, the, it looked like a toy, so... I feel like <laughs> Nobody Switch is just a, a natural progression of what Nintendo's already doing. I mean, they're just following a I natural mean. evolution of what... Yeah, the Wii, it was, it was wireless. It was something new, different. The, the Wii U, which had the little controller thing with the screen on it, and now they're just Combining putting it all it. on the screen. You can plug it in. You have it on yeah. your TV. Or because when you pull off the little controllers from the side of the screen, they look like little Wii remotes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So my whole uh, take on this new console, my thoughts are, one, give me some information about the battery life. Like, how long is that going to last? Well, I'd be able to play Pokemon Go while playing with my Switch. Well, you can do it on your <laughs> stupid phone. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, so park I, with it apparently, they're not going to drop details from what I just read oh, yeah. until January. Mm -hmm. yeah. Two months before it gets released, right? So you have to, yeah. you have to decide what, whether you want it effect. pretty quickly. Okay. Now, here are my, my thoughts. Uh, I don't think... For me, a console like this doesn't look attractive. No. Doesn't look appealing, is what I should say. Because I have never, when I saw it, it did the five-year-old in me, you know, giggled a little bit mm -hmm. yeah. when when he saw the that console on TV. But usually, when the five-year-old in me makes a decision, the adult me ends up regretting it because mm, then I'm true. like, I can't. This is not who, useful to me. Who's the target audience here? Exactly. It's not hardcore gamers, which is most people who buy games. Exactly. It's not hardcore gamers, and it's not five-year-olds, apparently. Because in the... I'm sorry, but in that trailer, you have a bunch of mid-20 guys walking around with their big old yeah. tablet playing the game. That's not going to be a reality. How many people exactly. are legit going to be carrying around a seven-inch tablet with little game controllers on it? Yeah. Yeah. Sitting yeah, down in random that's places. That's where I want to get at, though. Oh, wait. At least, like, Pokemon the DS... Go trailer had all kinds of 20-year-olds. Well, yeah, that's what the phones. That's what the phones. Because the thing about the DS, DS can fit in your pocket. You can yeah. pull it out, play it whenever you want. This is like, you gotta carry this around like it's an iPad. Yeah. And I just don't see people doing that. They'll, get, they'll make but, you but specialized hey. little mini backpacks just yeah. the size of your, your <laughs> Like, pad. to be honest, it's gonna sound crazy. The only time I see people using the portable is like when they're in their bed on the yeah. toilet or something. Pretty much. Playing the game. Like, you I don't see, see people, people on the toilet using it. <laughs> Not in the trailer, but I'm saying I can see that. But I'm, I, that's actually pretty. Like, that's always where that's I'm kind of it. appealing. It's like hmm, it I want to play Zelda on the toilet. It's like I'm playing. I really need to go to the bathroom. Hey, you can take it with you. You can take it with you. But hey, though. But leave something behind. Yeah. The console it's black and gray. So. Oh, that's cool. There you. They well, went from white. white to black and gray. Why so couldn't that's it be black? And but yellow. what you guys mentioned, what you guys were talking about, is what I, I wanted to bring up. Is that. I, as an adult, I don't, I'm, when I play a video game and I have to leave my apartment or my room, I don't feel like, man, I wish I could take this with me and play it on the go. Right. You know, as like, when I'm outside, I'm, I'm socializing, I'm hanging out with my friends. I hardly even play games on my iPad anymore. It's <laughs> okay, been like exactly. months since I've done that, so. Yeah. So for somebody like me, it's not the, the potential of taking these games on the go, the idea that main selling point that they're giving us, it's not appealing at all. The only thing that can make it work is if the tablet, if if they just announce that the Switch is like Android software or that it's like a tablet yeah. competition. If they're coming out with apps for it or Apple and they have just a camera on it or something <laughs> you know? like that, then they might have some people. I agree. But if it's just for games, you're no, yeah. it's not going to. I agree, especially too, because when I bought my... when I, I have a PS Vita, which is also... It has all the potential of a tablet, and even more. It's very, the specs are uh, more. It's a more powerful console than a lot of tablets out there. And I always thought, man, if they came up, if they put all these Android apps, or they they put like an Android operating, uh, system. operating system to the uh, PS Vita, that would be a really game changer. But they never did it, and Sony could have done it. Sony had the, the power and the potential to do it, but they never did it for some reason. I don't think Nintendo's gonna do it, especially because they they are so yeah. I don't game think they are and gimmick centric. Yeah, I and, hope they do, but I don't think they are. And the the final thing is that even though I do 
think that Nintendo should keep trying to go a different route than PlayStation and Xbox, just because these two giants already have a such a stronghold on the market. Mm-hmm. And if Nintendo just makes a console that is just like a PlayStation or an Xbox, but with a couple different games, people don't trust the brand as much anymore. Yeah. Exactly. So, they, they but I do, better. I do. So Nintendo's really in a tight spot, I believe, because it's like, what do we do? We can't go the hardcore, the complete hardcore route, because we're gonna lose. Uh, and then if we go the gimmicky route, like how do we do it? And I think that's that's how the switch the switch is like a happy medium between being gimmicky, between make creating a toy more than a home console because that's what Nintendo does. They make toys. They don't necessarily they yeah, see video games as toys. Yeah, they started off as a toy company, so I mean, it's still well, they um, they actually started off as a like a gambling machine company. That's what like the first toy thing, company. and then maybe they did a couple more things. But anyway, Nintendo actually means. Luck belong, luck is in heaven or something like that. Whatever, but um, yeah, but um, but anyway, so they're trying. They're really in a tight spot, and I think they're really trying to figure out how they can uh, uh, thrive with uh, but uh, with selling hardware because that's the whole that's the whole situation that Nintendo is facing. It's like, will we continue selling hardware or will we just focus on making software like a lot of companies do? Mm-hmm. Activision Blizzard, it's they make billions of dollars and billions of dollars a year, much more than Nintendo and Sony and they and, and Microsoft in video games. And they don't make hardware; they just make software, you know. And there's a whole bunch of other EA also makes a whole bunch of billions, and Ubisoft makes a whole bunch of billions of money. And they don't make hardware; they just make software. So it is a potent uh, uh, is a possibility for Nintendo to just say, "Hey, we're just gonna make software from now on, and we're gonna sell it on this PlayStation and Xboxes that no, already or on Apple devices or on Apple devices." Pokemon Which Go. They started. They started already. Superman. Doing that. I mean, uh, Super Mario Go. Yeah. I mean, Super Mario Run. Yeah. They, they announced that Super Mario app. It's gonna be mm-hmm. a free running game, and I guarantee you, they will sell millions. Yeah. And Nintendo's gonna reevaluate their whole strategy once they see this Apple partnership is working. Definitely, definitely, mobile games are a good route for Nintendo to go. I, I believe so. But they they can also make big, bigger games. I mean, than those iPhone games, the but mobile games for for other consoles like PlayStation and Xbox. Play- they can make that like their like their big sell. You'll never big see Mario. a Nintendo if, game. What if on they a made PlayStation? Old, older is, Nintendo well, games. Possible. Older Nintendo games. Because ported Nintendo to oh, Apple. That would be so, so great. Mm-hmm. Let, let me just like Nintendo exclusives sell more than Sony exclusives. Sell even like the Wii U only sold twelve million copies. The PlayStation Four has sold over fifty million copies. I mean, of the fifty million units, mm-hmm. and like Mario Kart, Zelda, and their Mario Three D World, they they've sold a whole millions of copies on the on the few Wii U units that they've sold. Right, mm-hmm. and and for example, like, uh, the biggest Sony exclusive, which is Uncharted, has sold so far like four million units. I mean, for but that's the thing. When I buy a PlayStation copies. or an Xbox, I'm buying it for the third-party games. That's true. When yeah. I buy a exactly. Nintendo, I'm buying it for Mario Precisely. and for Zelda. Yeah, I, and I agree. But if in a world where there's no Nintendo hardware, they, people, they, people will still I buy see, it for PlayStation. I see. Very people good. Will, very if, good. if it comes out for PlayStation, people will buy it. That's true. I or just don't know Xbox. if Nintendo will make Someday that. I don't, I don't think so. I to afford either. a PS3 and I'll buy the Nathan <laughs> Drake games. <laughs> if... If the Nintendo Switch fails, I do believe it that it should be a heads up for Nintendo to like, hey, stop making hardware. You know, that's something that you have to leave in the past. Just focus on software from now on. I agree. So in the comics corner, all right, all right, don't worry about it. But let's just talk about a year old comic. <laughs> okay. Well, it's like like it. okay, it's not a year old comic. It's like a year and four month old comic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Cause I was thinking, oh, let me let me let me catch up on some of these issues. Cause there's about thirteen or fourteen issues, I think, of the comic called Archie. Mm. And you're thinking to yourself now, wait a second, Archie comics. That that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Didn't I see those little like three and four dollar like mini comics in the line at the grocery store? Yeah. As I'm waiting in line, you know, to uh, to check out, and then I see oh, the little Archie digest or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. It looks like a little kid's. Well, that- uh, Painting book? Coloring book. Coloring book. Coloring coloring book. (laughs) Painting book. I'm sorry. In 2015, it got revamped with, like, a really well-known, like, comic team. Mm -hmm. Mark Wade. He's a big deal in regular comics and Archie Comics. So Archie's not a regular comic? No, no, it's its own company, Archie Comics. Oh, okay. So it 
they got Mark Wade and I think Fiona Apple as the artist or something like that. Although she Fiona Apple, that's a. But after a few issues, she isn't that a Shrek character? That's a singer, or an app, mm, or an app. Apple. Okay, Fiona something. Okay. Wait. Just anyway, continue with it. So mm-hmm. whatever. I just thought I'd, I'd tell you the, what happened in the first issue, you know? Because I was thinking, let me mm-hmm. catch up a little bit. And I still didn't get past issue one, which I read last year. So, But I'm going to keep reading it. It's, it's, it seems pretty sta- cool. Fiona, Fiona Staples. <laughs> Fiona Apple is a singer. <laughs> Thanks, Staples. Google. Okay. So Fiona Orange did a nice job drawing right. while she was there, though. She did. Um, so first issue. We're in Riverdale. Okay? And who meets you in the first page but Archie himself? Right. And he says, hey, I'm Archie, and so on and so forth, and dot, 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 and yada, yada. And he introduces, introduces you to a few people in the first few panels, and then, he, and then he's like, but everybody's talking about me right now because he just broke up with Betty. Not not Betty Boop. No. Betty the girl from Archie Comics. But you didn't need to know that specifically, but Betty. And everyone's freaking out. Everyone's like, they were the perfect couple since forever. Oh no. And then they're they're done. What are you gonna do? And so he they're all pouty about it and they're like, Maybe we'll go back together someday, but I don't know how. Mm. Relationships, you know? High school guys. All over again. Sounds like something off the CW. Oh, wait, they're doing a CW show called Riverdale. Oh, I'm excited about that. <laughs> Weirdly well, I thought enough. you guys were talking about uh, Arrow. Oh, or Flash. Lord. Yeah, those oh, are... Those or any of those... Eventually, those via some so sort good. of time travel shenanigans, they will make it part of the Arrowverse. Yes. Archie <laughs> will be part of the Arrow universe. The Flash will cross over I know some people it. appreciate it, but I just can't. can't, can't do it. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, like, some friends of theirs, they're like, oh, a dance is coming up. And they want to get the, the two back together. Because no one, they won't tell anybody what broke them up. Something about a lipstick incident, but they don't tell you what that is. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. So, uh, so their, mm. fr- their, their friends are like, okay, we got to get them back together. Mm. We're going to get everybody, we're going to pull every string we know and get everybody to vote for them as homecoming king and queen. Oh Lord! Mm. And so and so they're like they pulling all these favors and they're like, hey, Archie did this thing for you. Hey, I did this thing for you. Yada yada yada. Everybody vote, and they convince pretty much everybody to vote for the two of them as homecoming king and queen. So they're like, yeah, we got this in the bag. And then they go and talk to Jughead, you know, Archie's best friend who eats a bunch. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's guy. all I know about it. That's that's enough. I'm glad mm. you've been steeped in the lore. Steeped in the Archie lore. <laughs> so Archie's Archie's a redhead, Betty's a blonde, and Jughead is a dark-haired character who you just see eating. At oh, all the time. you should have started with that. Yeah, of course. So so they they let Jughead count the the amount of people who voted for the Homecoming King and Queen, right? Mm. Thinking that he's going to be their inside man. Because he must want them to get back together, right? Uh, Turns out he course, sabotages I mean, it. No, he what throws a out, jerk. He throws out all of the Archie votes. And it's just uh, Betty and some random guy. Who become man. homecoming. But I he also... He, but he thought it was just too forward. It would be too awkward for them. And, uh, and what he did was he glued... He super glued... He put super glue all over the, the handle... Of the steering mm, wheel of mm. the guitarist for the band that was playing the homecoming dance. No way. That guy gets his hand stuck and he's, ah, he can't answer the phone, <laughs> he can't leave or anything. <laughs> so then Marty Archie plays guitar, but he's never played in front of people before. Johnny and so, be good. And so he says, oh, Archie can fill in. And Archie's like, what? And then he's all of a sudden he's filling in and he plays like a real awkward note and then he starts playing good and everyone's like yeah and they're into it oh. and Betty looks at him like mm, I miss you but he's having a good time and he's like oh good for them that new homecoming king queen and he leaves but everyone has a, gl- a gleam of hope in their eye and that's basically but, what it leaves the first like, issue uh, like people in their they're in high school yeah so people in their high school they want them to be together like people 
everybody for them to everybody be together. thinks of them as like this perfect couple because they've when been you said everybody I thought you meant like the audience like the people that are reading these comics I can't speak for the audience really uh, yeah of course you can't this brings us to the greatest part of the podcast and I mean that in the meanest way possible wow the Star Wars corner that's a lot that yeah that's Starting. a lot of pressure Starring okay. our very own Apollo... Creed- Adonis. Creedimus. Well... Apollo Adonis. <laughs> the... Adonis Prime Rex. Adonis Prime So, briefly, the uh, Star Wars Corner this week is going to talk about the Han Solo Star Wars story that will be coming to theaters in 2018. Uh, we already know that uh, Alden Ehrenreich has been cast as Han Solo, and it seems we <laughs> have... Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we also have Lando Calrissian has been cast. We have Donald Glover of Community and Atlanta fame playing Lando Calrissian. I know what you're thinking. Isn't Danny Glover way too old? He's way too old for this. Of somewhere Billy D. Williams is mad because I don't know if y'all heard about this. Somebody asked Billy D. Williams in an interview, So what do you think about Donald Glover? And he's like, I don't know who Donald Glover is. And he's like, So he's gonna be playing you as the young Lando Carrizin and he's like, I should be the only one playing that character. <laughs> and he's like, Ain't nobody playing Lando <laughs> And then the interview was like, Oh so it's kinda awkward. But um I don't know. For me, I was a big community fan when it came out. Um Donald Glover was great in that show as Troy, um, going on to other things from his role, a little more dramatic in something like The Martian. We also see him in uh, Atlanta, which is more of a drama mixed with comedy. I think he could be great. He has the charisma to pull off Lando. And uh, I haven't seen it, but I've heard Magic Mike, Double XL. He, uh, he had the swag going on in there, if you know what I mean. I cannot say from firsthand experience. That I'm sure you can't. But well, what have we? Yeah, here? what have we here? I think he will have the swag to pull off Lando. What do you think, Gibbs? Uh, I th- I do agree with the fact that he's gotten more dramatic recently, but he has those comedic chops that can give us like a good levity to the film already. Because Star Wars is a mix of of fun with drama, with fantasy drama, sci-fi. So I think he can. I think he can pull off. As far as an actor, it's, it's not that big a deal. I think it's the biggest deal. Mm. I'm going to go to the opposite end of now that he's doing that character, I'm pretty sure there's no way he'll disappoint. Yeah. <laughs> also, and- when somebody says comedic chops, I think of them as having like lamb chops <laughs> on their face. Like like Wolverine chops yeah. <laughs> of comedy. Mm-hmm. Wolverine chops of comedy. Like people Abiel? are laughing at them. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this choice? Um, I have no opinion. You know who he is. I know who he is. I thought he was good in in uh, Community. I saw Community for the most part. I think I saw all of it. That that was in in Hulu. The not they, not yeah, not when Yahoo not picked stupid, it up. Yeah. Uh, I think I watched all of that. If I'm not mistaken, maybe not. Um, it was it was five season four. It was five seasons on N- yeah. on NBC and then one season on Yahoo screen. Okay, so but, yeah. yeah, I don't. I I want to know more details about these movies. I don't. I don't have any expectations uh, on these actors, so I just want to see what the movie's about. I think it's more important for Iron Reich at this point. Yeah, and I do love how they're keeping the Star Wars tradition intact in that they're going with relatively unknowns for lead roles, which is great, because those characters, we won't be watching it and saying, that's Ben Affleck as Batman. We'll be watching it, and they'll just completely embody these characters like we've had in Force Awakens. So I think it'll be great. But now that this is happening, I want to see Danny Pudi. You know, Ooh, role. that would be amazing. <laughs> of something. Troy and Abed reunion, yes. You have Danny Pooty or Putty? Danny Danny Pooty or whatever. Troy and Abed in the movies! <laughs> <laughs> what, what if you he's... You have um, show up as like a bounty hunter or... No, no, who's the guy with the computer? The oh! As, um... Lando's dude? Yes, like the guy with the... Yes, bald guy has the, has the metal around his head. Um... Yeah, Man. I can't remember his name. But anyway, oh, basically, Lando's servant should definitely be Abed. That would be amazing. The All guy, right. Oh, the indentured servant or whatever? Yeah. Yes. That I forget his name. Well, Lobot. 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 Very good. Danny Pudi is Lobot. So. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. 
So, for our last little bit here in the Star Wars Corner, keeping with that, let's just go around the room real briefly, sum up in maybe a sentence. What would you like to see in the Han Solo spinoff movie? Give me a rundown of the plot for your ideal... What would make you happy with a Han Solo movie? Gibbs? Okay, the first thing is... Somebody pointed something out to me the other day that when Han Solo first meets uh, Lando on the ship on the pad... Yeah. Lando says, you have a lot of nerve coming back here. Mm. Right? So, and he's like, after what you did, and he's angry... Uh, pretending to be angry, and it's like he's going to punch him. So there's some, like, serious history there. Right. But separately, he says, what have you done with my ship? He's like, I won it fair and square. So it's not the ship. He won the ship fair and square. He has something mm, else that there's they did There's some other tension. That Interesting. caused some, like, tension that they never talked about. I but obviously friendly tension, but tension. Like, they're still no, 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 friendly no, no. with like, each other. Like, something happened at the end where they were, like... He was scared to see him But it seems like he was joking. He was while. joking with them at the beginning of Empire. He was terrified to go see him. Yeah. Think about it. He was <laughs> scared true. to go that's see true. him. That's so true. So I want to see that story. I It's cool, like, if they're playing Sabacc, he happens to win the Falcon at the end, like, as a joke. That would be cool. But I want the main story to involve that. Like, what it is that made them from really good friends to, like, not talking for quite a while until Han Solo dies by the hands of Darth Vader, and so he has to go see him. Right. So that's what I uh, Tyler? So they're they're not good guys yet. Right. They're, they're they're perhaps slightly on the more moral end of smuggling. Like a but, Star Lord. But they're type criminals. Thing. Yeah. And they're, they don't have, you know, concern about following laws and stuff like that. So I wanna see some cool some smuggling, some some spice running, mm. and finally find out what is the Kessel run. Beautiful. There you go. That's huh. me. I have something similar. I wanna see a race. For, for the Kessel Run, and I want them to do a flip on it, where in all the Star Wars movies, we've always seen that the Millennium Falcon is what made the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. But that doesn't necessarily mean Han Solo was piloting the Millennium Falcon when it made that Kessel Run. I say we go throughout the whole movie with Han Solo as a punk s- smuggler who's up and coming. We're going to see Lando, Donald Glover, with the Falcon for the entire movie. Do the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs, and basically, it's gonna be. I think it'll be a Han and Chewie accompanying Lando on a mission, buddy cop type thing. And then at the end of the movie, Lando loses the ship, and the movie ends with Han driving off the Millennium Falcon that he just won, leaving it open maybe for a sequel if it's successful, but also wrapping it up nicely if they don't do a sequel. Han and mm. Chewie and the Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. See how we can make that keep working. Love this. Um. Honestly, I, I don't know what to. I don't know what I want to see from a Han Solo movie. To be honest, I don't. I like the character. I, I I enjoyed the character in the old trilogy, but it's not. He's not necessarily my favorite. What do you mean, Lando or Han? Han. Oh, Han. Right. I would like to definitely see some uh, cool bounty hunter, if if possible, Boba Fett. Mm. I don't know how that. Some history. I don't know how that affects the timeline, but I would like to see. Because I, I don't do in the in the old trilogy does Hanso recognize yes yeah, Boba Fett yeah. he's like oh I've seen that guy before oh yeah when he's oh, okay. like half blind okay. and he's on that like sand dune thing Wookie uh, the Wookie Chewie's like he yells at Han Han's like Boba Fett Boba Fett where he's like freaking out because he knows Boba Fett's there oh, that's okay. right. he, he saw him in Cloud City though yeah but, exactly I mean, so I, like he has history they knew yeah, each other so before he so he knows that. Um, he knows Boba Fett by reputation at the very least in that movie, in the trilogy. But maybe in, maybe with this new yeah. movie, it doesn't necessarily have to be that they, he knows him just by history, but he has some contact with him. So I, I want to see a Mandalorian bounty hunter. It, you know, if possible, please make him Boba Fett. And I, I want to see like a good... Maybe he's throughout the movie, he's running away mm. from, from this bounty hunter. And, and, you know, he's trying to figure things out, but at the same time, you know, he's always, like, moving from place to place because he can't stay put for too long because he always has this, this bounty hunter, so, well, you know, stepping draw, on his toes. Let me draw you out with Trying to disintegrate him. <laughs> if Rogue much. One kind of has, like, a uh, Seven Samurai-style story to it, mm-hmm. what style story do you want to see Han Solo be? Like, what kind of tone do you want? Tone. Mm. Body cop. No. Uh, yeah, buddy cop definitely with a, um, a man. 
trying to think of the feel I'm thinking of. I Wait can't a second. Think of how to... Plot point. We don't really know how the Wookiee gets to have a life death Right, to the him. life yeah. Right, that could be a factor, I don't know if too. that got mentioned, but like, he might not start out with... Chewie. I kind of want a heist movie feel. Yeah. I think that would be dope for a Han Solo movie. Like I... Kind of like a... It's a bad example, but like an Ant Man or an Ocean's Eleven type thing. No, it's not. Ocean's like a little, a little, a little Ocean's Eleven, definitely yeah. like a heist movie type team thing. Team getting together. Yeah, but not a big team, but just I would like a three of them, maybe even like a Lethal Weapon type scenario with with Lando, him, and Chewie. I appreciate that. I'm trying to think of a movie because I've know I've seen one like it before. Trying to think of a movie that you have this antagonist following the protagonist throughout the plot, but he's not necessarily always the antagonist. Terminator Two. Yeah, there, uh, there we go. Mm. There we with go. With the bounty hunter with coming the bounty after hunter them. coming right. after him all the time. And they just that can't would kill be awesome. Everything that happens. Yeah, that would be awesome. But at the same time, he his main. He's like, got an objective, right? He's got objectives. He's not. It has nothing to do with the bounty hunter, the exactly. objective, but he's still a threat. Exactly. Maybe, you know, he's running from the bounty hunter, and at the same time, he's trying to get some money to pay some debt. Java, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what we got for the Star Wars Corner. Back to you, Big Ty. Thank you. And if I, if I may offer a suggestion, I hope that the Han Solo movie is mostly flash, flashbacks, wherein the present, a slightly younger than episode 7 Han yeah. Solo, is telling a story to his son... Oh, dang, that would be so sad. You know that they do that. A young that, Adam Driver. You know, Indiana Jones. That's great. That That's one of the beginning of the series. He's like an old Indiana Jones telling his grandkids. About nice. That's wonderful. That would be crazy. You bring see Ben Solo sitting there. I'm going to kill you one day. With really big ears. <laughs> yeah, giant ears. Long black hair. Oh, dang. Uh, well, that's wonderful. Spoilers, Ray is also there. Yeah. <laughs> Rick's like a little baby. Little baby Ray. He just says, you Sweet sister. baby Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I left a barbecue jersey. Uh, sweet you, you just have been all over the place food-wise yeah, today. So, that's all the time we have for this one. Another great podcast in the books, y'all. This is just so good to see you. I wish you guys could... We're listening to hear us. Mm-hmm. That didn't make sense. Wish yeah. you guys could see us, though. Oh, there you go, yeah. But I don't, though. I, I want beautiful. us to remain anonymous. Except for Charles Gibson, who gave away his entire name. Dang. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. You don't know my Perfect. middle name. Well. Oh, no, they yes. Don't be yeah. strangers. If you guys want to email us, please do. I don't know what please our do. email is. Follow us on the Twitters. We are at Age Apocalypse. Age Apocalypse yeah. on the Twitters, on Tumblr, on Instagram. On MySpace, on Google Plus, whatever. My special request for this week is please give us questions to answer. Mm. Email us at age of a pod or tweet at gmail.com at gmail.com yeah. or the, just any of those yeah. things. That information is going to be at the description of the video in of, in the description of the video. So of course, check that out. 